This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, August 25th, 2023. I'm Steve Peasley, and on this program and podcast, we will provide you with useful data and unbiased perspective. That's what we do. I've done that for over 50 years. Uh, we've done that since, uh, oh, I don't know, till uh, 25 years on the radio show or so. So that's what we do. My objective is always the same, is to help you become a better investor. And to accomplish this, I mix educational, actionable material in with your calls and your contributions in the form of questions and comments. And always, you are the most important part of the podcast. So your calls and questions are important. Before I go talk about what happened today's market, I want to run down the planned show topics list. Before I run down the top list, let's go to a caller question right away. This is voicemail that came in earlier. Hi, Steve or Justin. I love the show. Wanted to get your take on WW Granger Incorporated. Symbol is G as in George, WW. Industrial supplier come well off of its highs from earlier this year. Just wanted to see if you thought it was a a good long-term investment play. And if so, uh, if you thought it was at a good entry point, or if not, what you thought a good entry point would be. Thank you very much. Well, this is an old line company that's been around forever, and it's a very large company that no one really knows about. When I say no one, no one outside maybe the investment world knows too much about. W.W. Granger's named the company out of uh, Lake Forest, Illinois. It's a a $35, almost $36 billion company. It distributes tools, lighting, plumbing, and other maintenance products via over 246 branches. Okay, uh, they are going to do $36 a share in earnings this year. That's up 21% from, la- from last year. And next year, another 7%. So the forward PE is around 19. Now, that's not necessarily cheap for the company. That's about the mid-range of its, ra- of it, its five-year PE range. It's about in the midpoint. But return on equity is excellent. For this company, for a company like this, it's 71%. That's really, really good. Um, cash flow is very strong at $34 a share. It's a $714 company. So don't think just because those are high prices, high earnings per share numbers, you always relate that to the price of stock, right? I mean, so that's why the PE is not as low as I'd like to see it as a buyer. A debt is pretty low, uh, has some debt. Uh, sales have been shrinking in the recent quarters, but the only thing is shrinking is the growth rate is shrinking. It's still growing. The most recent quarter, which was June, it grew 9%. Before that was 12%, 13%, 17%, 20%. So the growth rate has been shrinking. Still growing, but slower. Stock has done very well over the recent years. Uh, it has. It's a very interesting pattern. Well, well, 
go sideways for a while, trade in a range, and pop up. And then go I tried sideways for a while in a higher range, pop up. And then go sideways, a higher range, then pop up. So right now, it's starting to turn sideways, I think. <clears throat> so we got. I think you should let it run sideways for a while before you buy it. What's a great buy point? Well, probably, let me go to a, a, a daily chart and take a look at, yeah, probably between 625 and 640, somewhere in that range is probably the buy area. You know, if I was to want to buy this company, it hit it hit some resistance as it was coming down from 811 down to 700 and stopped and then popped up to 714. So that's also a buy area. It's not as significant, but it is a good buy point around $700 a share. I just like to get my my stocks a little cheaper if I can. Okay, GWW. WW Granger is the name of the company. Okay, we got a lot of ground to cover in the next 45 minutes. So here's what I plan, time permitting. Okay, I have uh, my own issues I want to talk about. Rite Aid, uh, the possible filing of bankruptcy stock was down 50% today. So we'll talk about that. It's going to file bankruptcy most likely. Uh, the St. Louis Fed warns about the deluge of T-bells draining bank reserves. What does that mean? What, what, what does that mean for us? And what is he really talking about? And then Powell had his speech in Jackson Hole, uh, uh, Wyoming. I want to talk about that speech a little bit, you know, talk about some of the takeaways from it. Okay? So the, we're going to talk about that. Also, the focus point is going to be price data reviews the best U.S. Citizens, US, citizens, US cities for first-time home buyers, the key here is first-time home buyers. Which ones are the cheapest or the best? Okay, and what's really interesting, out of the top ten, five of them are in Texas. So we'll talk about that. Um, statistics from the U.S. Census show that there are 15 cities, though, which have home prices cheaper than the U.S. median. Do you know what the median is? 416000 416000 we have some caller voice paint questions. Uh, we have um, how should an 18-year-old get started investing? Well, that's pretty easy. That's something we can talk about. And the market itself had a really good day today. The Dow was up 247 points. The Nasdaq up 127. And the S&P up 29. That's a strong day. So why was the market up strong today? Hmm. Well, that's... Yeah, it's hard to know. No one really knows. Some days, yeah, you know, I, I think that pundits just guess. I really do. I think they just guess, and they come come up with a reason why they think it's up and or down, and they think that's the truth. But no one really knows. You usually can get a good sense with you know uh, something clear that drove the market in a day. But does it really matter what day to day to day the market? What happens in the market? Not really. Okay, not really. So this is how I'm. Uh, this is how things are going to go today. But of course, you know, you drive the direction of the show. So what, whatever questions you have, that's where we go. As long as it's financial, I'm okay. So you got to call eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Okay, I'm sure you've heard about the Invest Talk Classroom series. It is streaming now for free. 
on our YouTube channel. Episode 4 is up and the topic is Deferred Sales Trust or DSTs if you've never heard of them. Deferred Sales Trust is a legal time-tested option to keep business and real estate owners to sell their assets and defer capital gains taxes. Okay, watch and learn about how we do that, how that is done on Deferred Sales Trust on Invest Talk YouTube channel. Search Invest Talk Classroom. Okay? And now my phone line is open, waiting for your calls and your questions, 888 99Chart. Justin Klein talks about the KPP Financial Premium Newsletter. I want to remind you that this is a time where you probably need some guidance and you're tuning in to try to get our view of the markets. And we only have an hour here. And and sometimes the way I distill each day can be maybe not enough, maybe not enough time. And so our premium newsletter is a great tool for especially newer investors trying to learn some things. The KPP Financial Premium Newsletter comes to your mailbox every Saturday. Learn how to analyze the market, learn what the economic numbers mean, learn how to manage a portfolio, maybe get an idea of what are good companies to be at least looking at. Maybe you don't buy it today, but you should always have a watch list of companies that, hey, these are interesting, these have good businesses. And if they get the right price, maybe I should buy them. So our newsletter is a great tool for that. Subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. The stock market is constantly changing, and serious investors know that they need to modify their portfolio assets to fit the times. And now, with more than 50 million downloads, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley reaffirm their commitment to providing unbiased finance and investment guidance here on InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Hey, y'all, big fans of the show. I just have a quick question. I'm an 18-year-old investor looking to get into the market. I have about $500 to spend and was looking where where to start. thought I'd come to you guys. Thanks again for the show. Okay, very good question. And, you know, I'm so happy that you're doing it at 18 because the sooner you start, the more you're going to make. Trust me on this. You will. Okay, so you have $500. What I would do is probably open up a discount brokerage account, maybe at... Probably Schwab, because TD is being bought by Schwab, and Schwab is our custodian. But you don't have to be Schwab. It could be any discount brokerage firm, E-Trade, uh, you know, any one of those. I want you to open up a individual account, and then I want you to take the $500 and buy it with an exchange-traded fund of either the S&P 500 or maybe the NASDAQ 100. Now, they the symbol for the S&P 500 is SPY, and the NASDAQ is QQQ. Maybe divide the money up, maybe 300 of the SP, SPY and $200 in the QQQ. Then I want you to continually to add to those positions over time. You'll do very well. If I can just convince you to do it. You'll do very well. Over time, you'll do very well. Don't panic when the market goes down. Markets go down. What you want to do when it goes down is put more money in the market, not less, more. 
I wish I could convince people to do that. Been doing this a long time, and that's how it works. America is not going to disappear, no matter how or what they say. We're not going to disappear, so don't worry about that. Okay? I've heard that America is going to disappear, you know, and I am talking about whether it's global warming, climate change, or our economy is just going to shrink and go away, or we're going to have an atomic bomb. Now, that was the big worry when I was young. You know, Russia was going to bomb us, and we were going to bomb them, so hide under the desk, <laughs> which made no sense. America is not going to disappear. That's how you're going to make a lot of money. Okay, um, my focus point looks at the story behind the headlines. Price data reveals the best U.S. cities for the first-time buyers. Okay? So, you know, we're talking about if you're trying to get started and you don't have a lot of money and you want to buy a house, okay, where should you go? Well, Texas is pretty much where you're going to go, okay, because they have the most houses at the cheapest prices there. Now, where in Texas is a whole for instance, the number one city on the list is Killeen, Texas, K-I-L-L-E-E-N, Texas. $252,833 is the average price, but there has a lot of variability, okay? And it's a military town, and it's fairly young. Population is young. So it's a good first-time buyer location. Then Wichita Falls, Texas, 186650 I'll round off these numbers. McLean, Texas is number three, 210000 Then we go to Missouri, St. Joseph, Missouri, $156,000. That's pretty darn inexpensive. And then Cape Coral, Florida is number five at $350,000. Now, you're getting up there first-time buyers, Right. Then Waco, Texas, two hundred sixty-two thousand. Huntsville, Alabama, two hundred ninety-four thousand. Brownsville, Texas, two hundred thirty-six. Green Bay, Wisconsin, two hundred seventy. Okay, I think it would be very difficult to survive the winter in Green Bay. So you gotta like cold weather if you're gonna go to Wisconsin. Jacksonville, Jackson, Tennessee, well, and also about Alabama and Florida. You gotta like humid weather in the Texas in the summer. And Texas can get hot, hot, hot in the summer and humid. So just be aware of that. Uh, number 10 is Jackson, Tennessee. 11, Appleton, Wisconsin. Then 12, Jacksonville, North Carolina. 13, Savannah, Georgia. 14, Muncie, Indiana. And 15, it's Clarksville, Tennessee. So Tennessee is in there. I think that's probably a decent, you know, plus you want to look for cheap taxes, right? Texas doesn't have any uh, state income tax, but keep an eye. If you decide to move, the, move into one of these areas, keep an eye on the property tax. Okay, how much is that? You know, and it, how high is it? Just let's face it. The government gets money out of you somehow, so it's going to get it out of you in different ways. So just pay attention to what those ways are. We're going to take a quick break. Please remember that you can call anytime and leave your questions on the Invest Talk Voice Bank, or if you are listening via live stream or on AM twelve twenty radio in Silicon Valley, you can call now eight 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 ninety nine chart.
Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. I'm calling about CamTech, ticker C-A-M-T. It's a semiconductor company based in inspection and metrology part of the industry, and I believe they're based in Israel. It's a small cap. I believe that probably has something to do with why they don't have a higher valuation. Uh, the financials look very solid. They're growing at a healthy clip. Management seems to know what it's doing. I'd like your opinion on this and a good uh, buy price. Thanks. Okay, uh, C-A-M-T-E-K, CamTech. The symbol is C-A-M-T. Israel maker of automated optical inspection systems for the e-printed circuit board semiconductor industry. Uh, they're going to make $1.85 this year. They made $1.88 last year per share. Next year, though, it's going to go back up $2.15. $2.15. The Ford PE is not low. It's not cheap. It's $28. It's a $51.91 stock. So don't think it, you're getting it at a low price. You're getting at a, a mid-level price, okay, for the earnings. Return equity is very good at 27%. Very good. No debt or very little debt. Uh, sales growth is what's concerned me. For being a smaller company, $2.3 billion company, uh, it should be growing sales. In the last two quarters, sales shrank 6%, then 7%. And before that, they were growing sales healthily, but steady, steady, the sales growth was steadily going down. So you really need to look closely, and I can't do it from here, at their their price uh, their sales growth going forward and relate that to the price. Now, if you're looking at sales growth that's going to accelerate going forward quickly, then this stock is probably a pretty decent price, okay? And it's at a 52-week high, so meaning that uh, it could go higher. I don't know. It's already broken out. If you're waiting for a good buy point, in other words, weakening the stock starts to weaken and gives you a good buy point, well, you want to get it back in the $35 area, which I don't know if that's going to happen. But that would be because it broke out from $35 and then it just broke out about two months ago. You know, just broke, jumped high and just kept going up. And now it's kind of just on its run, wherever it's going to go. But I, I don't like chasing performance. I really don't. Good company, though. It really is a good company. Okay. Um, the, I don't know if you saw, but rent, uh, Rite Aid, uh, was down 50% today because you could tell they're getting ready to file for bankruptcy and they're likely going to shut down 400 stores. Last year, last year, the stock was down in the last year, the stock was down 90%. You know, so the, you know, the, the, it, it, it they closed 239 stores in, uh, since 2021 and what's the cause of all this us government the us government in april sued sued right i don't like when the us government sues companies or individuals i think that's wrong now doesn't mean i don't think the government should watch them there should be rules and regulations they have to follow i'm not talking about that I'm talking about suing them civilly. I think that's wrong because the U.S. government or any government entity, cities, states, counties, have unlimited funds to sue anybody 
for anything they think is wrong. And you can't defend yourself. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So the U.S. government sued them, and their allegation is failure to detect, okay, failure to detect and recognizing red flags uh, concerning the prescriptions of opioids and other painkillers. There's also another 1,000 lawsuits pending against Rite Aid. Now, Rite Aid's not all by itself. Others are... You know, they're coming after the, 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 the whole industry, okay? And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of torn because Rite Aid doesn't just give out prescriptions. Doctors prescribe prescriptions, they don't, they don't, you know, for the pain, opioids, and other things. So the doctors are prescribing these things. And why, aren't they, why don't we blame the people that are trying to get the drugs, why are we blaming the companies providing? You know why I don't like this? Another thing I don't like is because if you have a legitimate need for these kind of drugs, you're going to get, have a harder time getting them. By the way, I, I, have a, I have personal knowledge of that, by the way. You do have a hard time, hard time getting them. So it's, you know, it's the whole thing is kind of, and you, now you, how many jobs do you think, you, you know, uh, these lawsuits have lost. Friday's shutting down all these stores. And if they go bankrupt, so how many more jobs are going to be lost? American jobs, people working. See, I don't like that. I just don't like the idea of government suing individuals. That's, that's unlimited power suing less powerful entities. Now, Rite Aid is big, and they're going to file Chapter 11. I understand all that, but... You know, meanwhile, the average Joe Schmo, the average worker at Rite Aid, lost, loses his job. Great. Thank you very much. On the next Invest Talk, we will look into this story. There is a strategy to using taxable bonds in a portfolio. So, if you already have equity exposure, taxable bonds could be a logical addition, you know, thanks to their ability to generate income and reduce risk. You know, maybe that's, that's going to be on Monday, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, 
each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24 7 anytime listener line at 888 99 chart. 888 992 4278. Of course, you know it's Friday, and on Friday, I usually run down some of the numbers for you. Um, so what are the numbers? Two-year treasury yield, 5.05%. Broke 5% this week. Last week, is 4.9. Three weeks ago, is 4.8. Now, if you go back way back, 87 weeks ago, is 0.64. That was the low. 0.64, now it's 5.05. 10-year treasury, 4.23, which was the same as last week, meaning the inverted yield curve got worse over this week. Now, when you have an inverted yield curve, I mention it every time, usually that means recession to follow. We just don't know how long it will take. And the average is like 11 months, by the way. And it's happened eight times since, I don't know, World War II, the inverted yield curve. And all eight times, a recession followed. So here we are the ninth time, and it hasn't followed yet. I'm have a, my you know and of course you if you read pundits different pundits have different opinions and now you're seeing a lot of pundits saying well it's probably not going to be true this time this is probably it's going to be I love this it's going to be different this time whenever you hear that okay when I'm long dead everybody and whenever you hear that by pundits it's going to it's by anybody in the news in the business in the stock market in the economy, say it's going to be different this time. I assure you, it's not going to be different. Okay, the most famous it's going to be different that I have ever come across, the famous time in my life where they said that was the dot com, where, well, stock prices and stock prices go up and not because of earnings. It's different. It's different this time. It's different this time because of the new internet and dot coms and you know clicks through click through on the websites so you got to evaluate them different the company's different this time and then what will happen after that all those dot coms made no money went bankrupt companies go up because they make more money end of story is never different this time okay enough of that so 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 the ten-year, yeah, the ten-year treasury four point two three, same as last week, and the two-year is five point oh five, up from four point nine one percent last week. So you can make five percent on a two-year treasury, five percent on your money. Gold prices at nineteen hundred fourteen dollars an ounce last week was eighteen ninety, so it went up a little bit. But you know, seventy-eight weeks ago it was only eighteen hundred and six dollars, so. It, well, yeah, it just hasn't done much. And, you know, we're talking about a year and a half. Uh, not, not not a great thing, okay? Silver today, $24.27. Uh, last week it was $22.76, so it had a nice week. But 73 weeks ago, it was $23.94. So now, $23.94 to, 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 um, um, Twenty two seventy six is just not, yeah, not not a lot. I mean, it's gone down. I mean, twenty two seventy six last week and twenty three ninety four seventy three weeks ago. This is more than than now. 
Oil, $81.29 a barrel. Okay. That was last week. It's now 80. So it went down for the week. Okay, it was $66.62, 85 weeks ago, year and two-thirds ago, much cheaper. Our oil and gasoline prices are much cheaper. The, average, the national average for a gallon of gas now, $3.82, <clears throat> went down a little bit. I wish I could say that in California. We're five twenty-six a gallon on average here in California. Five dollars and twenty-six. I don't pay. I have to pay more than that, by the way, where I am. It's just ridiculous. Um, you know, and your and the price of gasoline is hurting the, the 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 working class people the most. It's hurting them, and they, remember that that has to be come out of their pocket every week. They got to buy gas every week to get somewhere. You know, it's just not a good situation. Okay, let's go ahead and grab another call or question from 888-99-CHART. This call is from Florida. Hey, Stephen, Justin. John from Florida here. Uh, I'm calling about Enterprise Products Partners, uh, ticker symbol EPD. Pulled back a little today. Nothing substantial, low 20s, and uh, seems like a really good run company. Solid dividend, consistent throughout the years has somewhat of a, a wide moat. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts if, uh, you know, this is a good buy and uh, hold forever, uh, buy and hold for maybe three to five years. What do you think about that? And uh, this now is a really good time. Looking forward to hearing your answers. Thank you so much for all you guys do. Bye-bye. I think it's a great idea if you're going to buy and hold it for three to five years because you're buying it for the dividend of 7.6%. It's a $26.32 stock. And it pays a 7.6% dividend. And that's what it's known for and has always been known for. This is Enterprise Products Partners. It's an LMLP, Master Limited Partnership, engaged in a natural gas liquid fractionation. Uh, I don't know what that is. Transport and storage. Okay, so that transport and storage is always going to be something that's needed. And this is a big company, $57 billion. They're going to be a very steady company. They have a very good cash flow, $3.59, very good return on equity, 22%. Not a lot of debt. So, yeah, I like the company a lot for its dividend and its sustainability of the dividend. Um, it's, uh, the P.E. ratio is around the forward P.E. When I always talk about P.E. ratio, I will always talk about the forward P.E. is 10. And the five-year average is 6 to 21. So it's on the lower end of that range, so I like that a lot. So this is a good buy, and I think it's a decent buy right where it is. You just got to have that three to five year vision in your head, and not worry about the fluctuations in between. Okay, and that's where most people get in trouble. They worry about those fluctuations because it can fluctuate, but it's at a good, decent price, and it pays a nice dividend, and the dividend's not going to be in danger. Okay, let's go ahead and play two in a row. You know, our number is 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. I hope you guys are well. I just had a question on General Mills. So I own this stock. I bought it when it hit its first 52-week low at about $73. You know, it's fallen further down to about 66 67 I am debating as to whether I should buy a little bit more on this. 
purpose being that, you know, this seems just to be a, a really good buying opportunity. And I, I read that Kellogg's is now doing a spinoff where they're, they're breaking their company off between the snack brand and the cereal brand. So I, I just think as far as the, the grains area, you know, I think General Mills might be a, a good uh, buy. Uh, just let me know what you guys think. Look forward to hearing your response. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's fairly inexpensive, okay? Uh, General Mills, as simple as G-I-S, manufactures cereals, specialty, specialty foods, yogurt, uh, dough mixes, snacks, and, you know, all pretty much for the retail uh, sales, okay? Uh, uh, they're going to make $4.74, up 5% next year, this year, well, that's actually 2025. This year is already in the books for them at $4.30. So, so 2024, this year, this their fiscal year, $4.50 is the estimate, up 5%. Next year, another 5% rise. Uh, sales up 3%. It's generally, the sales generally go up, you know, in the single, low single digit percentages. Very steady, very well run company, 3.5%. And I think you're right that it's at a good, decent buy point. But I might be a little patient because I don't know where it's going to stop. It's been coming off its high of $90 down to $68, which makes it a good value, very good value. But where is it going to stop? I think you're right that it's going to stop, but I'm not sure where that number will be. Will it be 60 which is the next support, or will it be 55 Somewhere in there is where I think it could stop, 55 to 60. If it stops here, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that it stopped, but I don't know if it, I might wait to see some strength come into the stock. Maybe when it bounces above 70, I'd buy it. And if it keeps going down, then I'll bring down my buy point with it, you know. But I think you're looking at 60, 55 to 60 as a price that looks most attractive to me. Okay, again, GIS, General Mills, a very solid company. Yeah, it'd be something you put in your portfolio, you just leave it alone, and over time, you'll make a lot of money. But it'll be slow. It'll take time. Okay, it's not exciting. Not an exciting type of business, but they're in. Okay, uh, Rent Right filed bankruptcy, as I told you before, and I told you why I don't like it. So... My next point that I want to talk about is the St. Louis Federal Reserve warns that two bill, T bills, Treasury bills, flooding or flooding the market is draining bank reserves. Now they're flooding the market in two ways. One, the Federal Reserve is selling off their 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 balance sheet; they're reducing, it, and the the Treasury is issuing more and more T bills because it's the debt, huge debt we're in. That's it's complicated, but what that's doing is putting a lot of pressure on banks and their balance sheets. Okay, so what do the banks do? They react to this by becoming more conservative in their lending. And what does that do? Put a break on the economy. That's a break on the economy. Remember, the Federal Reserve also raising rates, the federal federal funds rate, also putting pressure, slowing down the economy. Okay, so there's two ways that the federal government is trying, the Federal Reserve uh, is trying to slow the economy. And I think that's going to work. And I think that's why they're 
the one of the reasons why the yield curve is inverted and why the that inversion and this is signaling a recession. But it's been signaling a recession over a year. I'm not trying to predict a recession. I think we are going to have one, but I'm not trying to put, you know, a lot of weight on that. I'm just saying logic tells me that that's probably it's going to be the result. The Federal Reserve has never engineered a soft landing or very rarely engineered a soft landing. And everybody's starting to talk about that they are doing a good job engineering this soft landing now. I don't know. I think it's premature. Let's be a little bit more patient here. You know, we'll know better. We'll know better by the end of the year. We will. Remember, the Federal Reserve does not want to be uh, accused of influencing any election. So during an election year, they really try not to raise or lower rates. They really try to be as neutral as possible in that regard, though at least they have in the past. And I think they will try to continue to do that. I do. Okay, I am the only one who feels like the summer is moving fast because I think it's just zooming by. We're almost finished with August. Justin Klein and I have been telling you for a while now that we are in a new market environment, and it changes a lot, but we are in a dramatically different environment ever since COVID, ever since we lowered the, lowered the Federal Reserve, lowered the interest rates to zero, and then now spiked them up to fight inflation. <clears throat> a very different environment than it had been in the last 10, 20 years. Okay, so if you're having trouble adjusting because you've got to adjust to it, maybe we can help you with that. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. So, and also, let me remind you that Invest Talk at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking, share success. And we do that by providing unbiased guidance. We do that also by what we'd call parallel investing, meaning we, Justin and I, buy and sell the same things for ourselves as we do for our clients. So we want the market to do a certain thing. We positioned ourselves for that. And so we position our personal portfolios along with our clients' portfolios. We buy the same thing, same time, same price as our clients in the different programs we have. And we have five different programs. So we got to be in all five. Okay. I think you'll see us see us as a little bit different if you give us opportunity to explain how we do things and also give us an opportunity to take a look at your portfolio like almost every money manager will do that. Look at your portfolio for you. We'll, though, talk about the risk that's in the portfolio and the risk that you're comfortable taking and what you're really taking and try to give you a, some guidance. We just don't say, okay, this is what's happening. Goodbye. Thank you very much. No, we'll do it even if you don't become a client. We'll want to help you. We'll help you with that, especially in these times where everything's very different. Because things are going to be different. <clears throat> so we can help you if you allow us. We will help you. But you have to help us help you by letting us take a look at your portfolio. That's up to you. Okay? The sooner you do it, the sooner we can help you if you want that help. So give us a call. Okay, this is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're here, and we only have one goal, and then, you know, we tell you every day, and that is to help you become a better, better investor, become financial, financially independent, freedom. We call it financial freedom. So our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART.
you've got finance and investment questions, and Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready with their unbiased answers. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go talk to Bill in Northern California. Hi, Bill. <clears throat> oh, good afternoon, Steve. Um, you know, I've uh, I've had this uh, Citibank watch for the last year, and I do own a fair amount of it. And, uh, you know, I bought, I bought it on the way down, and, uh, you know, I bought it for the dividend, and I thought it looked like pretty good value, but I'm just kind of curious. Um, you know, I thought lower i thought higher interest rates would actually be good for this company but you know they continue to have downward pressure on the stock price i just ask you for your evaluation of it why it's why you think it's going down or how much more you think it could go down and how you what value do you uh give for this stock okay i think citigroup is a very good company it's a 80 billion dollar banking company, global holding company, offering banking investment insurance and credit card services. One of the problems, remember, it's a global bank. So you got to not only look at its U.S. holdings, but also its international holdings. And most of the rest of the world is in a recession or moving toward quickly into recession. Um, and that's weighing on Citibank. But also rising interest rates caught most of our banks off guard, not because they rose. It's because they rose so fast. Okay, they can deal with it. And Citigroup is going to be just fine. I mean, they're looking at a forward P, forward P of seven. Okay, and they're going to make $5.85 a share this year. Now, that's down from $7.11 last year, but it's going to bounce back next year to $6.13. Not a great deal. Pays a 5.1% dividend. Dividend is not in danger because their cash flow is close to $10 a share. So, it's a really solid company, and I see no reason for you to sell it because you'll be selling at a bottom or near a bottom. I can't tell you where the bottom is, but it's getting awful dang close. Um, if if I, if you go back to the COVID low, okay, that was right in the like the low 30s, okay, and it's at 41 now. Well, that's when the whole economy was shut down. I mean, you know, uh, so I think we're getting the, I think the low of this stock is going to be around 40. It's at 41.24. If that, that's going to be the low, it could get into the high 30s. But I would want to be a buyer of this bank at that point, not a seller. I, 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 I look at the longer picture. Even if Citigroup had huge financial problems, our federal government is not going to let it go under. It won't. Too, too important of a bank. And it's not even close to that kind of danger. It's just got a lot of pressure. And I think because looking forward, people see earnings under pressure from, for banks, period. And we're going to have some banking issues, especially if the Fed keeps raising rates. I don't think the Fed's going to raise rates next month. But I think they'll keep them the same. And the, even in the speech, and that's one of the, my talking points today I was talking about, the Fed has said in his speech that, oh, they're keeping on the table the possibility of raising rates. But he said that the, the we already have you know, ha, uh, a headwind and that our rates are negative for the economy right as they stand now, meaning that the pressure is that the economy is going to shrink. And so they really have no reason to shrink it faster I think you're. I think you should be a buyer of this, not a seller. 
if you're looking for a quick turnaround or a quick buck, I wouldn't do that because I can't tell you that. But if you're w willing to wait a few years, I think you'd be well rewarded. Okay? Bill, appreciate Great. the call. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you. Um, that's Citigroup and the symbol is C, everybody. And again, as I said, the Jackson Hole uh, speech by Powell uh, says uh, they're ready to raise rates if needed. But also, he said, we will evaluate the data at the next meeting before we make any kind of decision. Okay. Uh, also, they're looking for, uh, they're looking at labor and the economy. If it gets stronger, they'll be more inclined to tighten more, meaning they'll raise the rates. So, if the economy gets better, they're going to come in and make, shut it down with more pressure to, to slow it down. Okay, they're saying that. They're not hiding it. So just be aware. But I don't I don't think they're gonna raise rates. I think they're done. I think they're done this cycle of raising rates. I'm Steve Peasley and this completes another Investor program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening. And we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you do download it at iTunes, please rate us. We really appreciate that. We are at 55 million downloads, and we do appreciate that as well. So thank you very much. Independent Things Share Success. This is Invest Talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.